You never know when or where you'll get inspired. Sometimes it's your friends, sometimes your family, a comedian, a stranger, or even that man on the street. Walks of Life is a show that aims to explore the thoughts, stories, and perspectives of different people like you and me from all walks of life. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Hey, Danny Frank here with Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Uh, if you stuck around this far, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I'm excited to say that after taking a brief month, a me month, uh, to myself, you know, I'm back and uh, the podcast is back after a brief hiatus, possibly stronger than ever. Uh, I've got some awesome episodes recorded for you. Uh, i got some ideas to improve the podcast, make this more entertaining and uh, sharpen up in general, you know. But uh, before we get going, I just want to say, if you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, you know, Podbean, whatever. Uh, you know, leave a comment, review, tell a friend. It all helps. Um, but really, from the bottom of my heart, I hope you, you are enjoying these, and it really does mean the world to me that you've taken the time to check these out. So uh, without further ado... This guy, J.P. Johnson, is an artist, a poet, uh, an organizer of sorts. You know, he does a lot of things, wears a lot of hats, but we didn't really know each other that well before this conversation. And I gotta say, I sensed that we would probably have a connection, and uh, after having this conversation with him, I really did feel like we related on a lot of levels that I didn't anticipate. So, it's a very cool conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Danny Franks. Walks of life. All right, man. So before we record, uh, is there anything that we shouldn't talk about? If there is, uh, I just like to say this at the beginning, so people know that yeah. you know if there is something you say and you don't mean it, or after the fact, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Feel free to tell me or to take a pause, and then like we can edit it out yeah, yeah. that way. Um, but there's no pressure to say anything. Okay. Uh, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's half conversation where we're just kind of freeballing it. Yeah, yeah. And then like I'll rein it in with the questions when I feel like uh, we need to. Okay. But like they're all unique. Everybody's unique. So word. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um. Do you want me to call you JP, JP mm. Johnson? Do you want me to call you... Ooh, I'm glad that went off now. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry about no that. No worries. JP would be perfect. JP? Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, before we do that... <laughs> I've been real bad recently. It's okay, dude, if it happens. Um... Oh, no, even recording with us, I'll have, like, guests. I'm like, yo, turn off your phone. And then, like, halfway through the recording. Oh, oh that's me. Yeah, my Tortash is here. I ordered food while we're talking. I feel like such a jerk because I've been, I've been interviewed on certain podcasts. And I feel like a jerk because after the fact, I realized, like, you kind of weren't paying attention. I didn't even realize it in the moment. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think I have, like, an ADD brain or something. It's very hard for me to focus sometimes and like yeah. uh i've heard i've listened to podcasts and they're like are, are you on your phone and i'm like i'm sorry dude <laughs> like it's very unprofessional 
I gotta get into the habit though of always making sure all my shit's yeah. off. Um, <laughs> yeah, without further ado, with that weird convoluted intro, <laughs> now uh, I'm happy to be here again for another exciting episode of Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Thank you all and welcome back. Uh, we are graced today by a fellow podcaster and person in healthcare that I'm getting to know. Uh, we've met mostly virtually. Uh, we have some mutual friends, but. He seems like a cool guy, and I have a feeling we're going to get along really well. Um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only JP Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, should I say Johnson? He yeah. said, just call him JP. But JP, it's I know it was implied. I, yeah, but it's, it's my bad. <laughs> it's like clearly I knew it because I said it a minute ago, and I was like, should. <laughs> Should I say it? It's fine. It's yeah. I mean, it's a lot of J's, P's, and Johnsons. Um, well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you for saying graced. I was like, oh, graced. My God. <laughs> I, I started blushing. Oh, boy. No, thank you so much for having me here, and thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening and uh, just being vocally supportive so far, yeah, dude. Because I got... I can't tell you how appreciative I am of any yeah. sort of positive commentary. Um, and with that in mind, too, just a reminder, if you guys aren't already subscribed on Podbean, yeah. Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever, please do. Please subscribe. Please go to the YouTube channel and listen, because I'm going to be putting out more and more stuff. Just learned how to animate again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to put some treats out there but it, it's better when i have an audience so hell yeah and leave comments can, too please leave yes, comments man yeah. that's the one thing that we love yes and when you can please subscribe not only my podcast but jp's as well yeah uh, do you want to talk a bit about your podcast oh might we're, as well we're going right into the plug i know right like, might as well we <laughs> let's get the plugs out of the way <laughs> on so blast with jp we'll get to fun <laughs> stories yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Life on Blast with J.P. Johnson. Um, go on your web browser. Just type in on blast with jp.podbean.com and you'll find my big dumb face. And um, uh, it, it's like a... How would you describe it? We just put shit on blast. To yeah, open. I mean, I've read your description. Your description is to be kind of like an LGBT-friendly yeah. place that discusses politics and issues that you feel need to be brought into the limelight yeah put on blast um and i think you guys do a good job doing that and i think more than anything it's just it's your fun way of hanging out with the oh, people yeah. that you know are in your circle good friends discussing yeah. uh discussing cool issues man and discussing what it's like to be an lgbt person or to be yeah. a lesbian in a committed normal relationship it, the oh. boring side of lgbt yeah, the you know the which is Honestly, probably the thing that needs to be showcased the most. Well, I mean, the, we did that because... Uh, uh, can I say this on your podcast? You can say that, whatever you want, man. Cool. Uh, yeah. well, right now, the powers that are... Or the people in charge are kind of... Um, fuck sticks, can I guess? You can say whatever <laughs> you want, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, you already said that, but I just have to make sure, kid. Uh I, I feel like a lot of people have been very open with being racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, and just vile human beings. And instead of being on the internet, yelling at these people constantly. Yeah. Because I've been, um, on one of my episodes, or one of the episodes, I invited my sister 
on because she is in the the LGBT LGT. Oh my god, I have LGBT. Dyslexia. Thank you. The- <laughs> LGBTQ. Um, if you want to get technical, <laughs> yeah. QIA plus. Yes, yeah. she's in the community and she um, went and did a speech at her school. And growing up, uh, she told everyone that I was the reason why she was unable to come out. Because uh, of you specifically? Yeah. Really? Because I knew she was... Our, okay. I suspected that she was in the... I, I thought she was gay. Yeah. So I would tell her, just come out. And for people that don't know you, you're not you're not uh, no. gay. You have like a family, yeah, yeah, and like a wife and kids. And well, I mean, you could be right? gay and have a family. Wife well, and- I know, and <laughs> I got to be careful with how I'm phrasing yeah, these things. But um, no, I'm saying just for background, like yeah, so. Yeah. This is an issue. So I'm a that is important to you, but it yeah. isn't necessarily because of you directly, right? Exactly. I am a. Let me try. I, I nailed this several times. I'm a cisgender heterosexual male. Yeah. Which means I was born a male, I identify as a male, and I'm heterosexual. Um, my sister, growing up, my mom was a huge ally because yeah. um, her uncle, uh, my uncle, my great uncle, was a closeted homosexual, uh, contracted AIDS. I'm sorry. Fucking, yeah, dude. Uh, was married, mm-hmm. and they were all Christians. So he like lied and told everyone, "Well, mm, that's terrible, man." Yeah, he said that he was unfaithful to with a woman, and so my mom was very, very pro ally, and and I learned from that and like embraced it. That's so, good, man. When my sister was growing up mm-hmm. i thought i was helping her i wasn't i was going about it wrong i didn't know that so what do you mean what happened i would tell her things like i know you're gay just say you're gay i know you're a lesbian and i would say things like oh is that your girlfriend or like not like oh is that your girlfriend just like yo dude is that like your girlfriend very matter of fact yeah and she's like no it's a friend i was like okay i'm just asking and stuff you gotta be all weird about it just kidding <laughs> yeah and 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 that's how and sadly, sibling that's, pick picking on her like a sibling right just being like like yo dude she's cute is that like your girlfriend yeah and like be trying to be the big brother and it did not come out the way i wanted it to um obviously it fucking broke her heart and made her feel like she cannot come out. I'm sorry to hear that. And it, no, it's fine. And this is what I've uh, taken from it is good. Like, not good that she felt that way or I did that, but she wrote a speech. She said it at her graduation. My mom told me about it and it broke my heart. And that's the good thing that happened because I realized what I was doing was wrong. And there are so many people out there that feel like they're doing what I like. I thought I was being supportive and being a good brother, but I was being a fucking asshole and I didn't realize it. I thought my mind 
oh, I'm helping her. And she came out now. Oh, it must have been because of me. Fuck no. <laughs> and yeah. it took that pain of realizing I was the bad guy to open up and start the podcast and start having voices in the community, not only just on the episodes, but yeah. friends, they're good friends now. Like, um, and I told her that in one of our episodes and she cried and I cried. It was so good. But, um, yeah, that's why. What were we talking about? No, we are talking about right? the podcast, what it's about, your sister, how that inspired you. Don't worry. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong, dude. We're still on track. But, yeah, no, it's cool that you were at get, least. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I just get, like, super, like, into a subject. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the whole story. I'm like, yeah. I'm supposed to give you, like, two lines and I give you the whole No, dude. Script. Not here. <laughs> like, here I encourage people to get off the rails and, like, yep. be real and, like, just speak from your heart so don't trip like i said there's no right or wrong way to do this you know and that's just where (laughs) you're coming from but it's cool that you know even as a straight uh cisgender male or whatever yeah you know because it uh that you're able to be cool and progressive like i am also heterosexual cisgender male um but it doesn't mean i can't be a friend of like the community or understand other people's you know perspectives like i growing up i had lots of friends uh, that were gay, a couple that were like transgender in high school, yeah. uh, family that was like that, and just always brought her around different types of people. And, like, it's, I think we both kind of have a shared background. Well, actually, I don't know that we have a shared background, but you can understand it. Because yeah. <laughs> we were um, talking about before how, like, growing up for a little bit of time, like, my parents, particularly my dad, was, like, super... Seven Day Adventists and like yeah, against like gay against Ugh. like turning lights on on Friday evening after eight you know like which is all kinds of weird rules yeah but it's like, like some people are that way like how is you know, religion like, going to be like yo you gotta sit in the dark and do fucking nothing I know for dude. twelve hours straight or God's gonna smite you to to hell you, you can rest a little bit he gave you the world you can rest a little. <laughs> <laughs> how it felt man but no it's uh it definitely took me a long time to realize because some of the ideas that i was brought up around were definitely not the most progressive or right way of thinking of things like um you know even like talking to like good friends like jay a mutual friend of ours you know has enlightened me to like new ways of thinking about my own past and like i think it's enabled me to grow from it and just have yeah. new perspectives and like it's awesome that you're able to grow even if you weren't perfect at the beginning you can at yeah. least recognize what you were doing wrong and how you can be a better help to like your sister or whoever yeah and that's in the community and you're right it's a scary time where like yeah everybody's rights are being challenged and like seems like we're on the verge of going backwards it's scary yeah right? and it's like we we even discussed it because I guess um, apparently football's back um, in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, football's fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> and my brother was telling me that um, there were people protesting the protests. So there's people, um, football players, that were going to have the names of um, the victims who have been murdered by the police by police brutality 
most recently. Most recently, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. No, I'm just uh, the list yeah. would go. Yeah. There, there's not enough players in the NBA. How's it say NBA? <laughs> yeah, NBA, NFL, and uh, baseball to have all the names that have been uh, violently executed by the police. Anyways, um, but there was people saying, "Oh, don't make it political by putting." these uh victims names on your jersey football shouldn't be about politics i'm like when did human rights become a political thing like i'm sorry you're the breath you are taking is too much um we're gonna have to pass a law for you to take less breath what the when did that like like what blows my mind is um, gay marriage has been legal in California or the United States for what only eight years. I know it's insane that certain laws you'd think like oh that must have happened ages ago yeah. and then you look it up and it's like oh thirty four years ago huh like, shit whoa. <laughs> like, whoa or like that's still not legal technically or you know like yeah it's crazy to think that we haven't made as much progress unfortunately yeah. we we made a ton of progress oh, I should yeah, say but. We're not as far removed from our flawed past as yeah. we would like to be, believe, unfortunately. And, I don't know, it's, um, and that's, that's the thing, is, like, I've, I've come to a, sta- a, a point in my life where I'm like, okay, there's being an ally, um, and then there's just being, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say lazy, I don't want to, I don't want to call anyone, um, I want it to be an eye opener, but I don't want to like straight up diss anybody. But um, there's a difference between being an ally and just having gay or black friends. Being an ally is someone who you learn pronouns. You you learn people's pronouns. You call them by them. You um, you correct. You do not aggressively attack. Because I have a story about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't aggressively attack people about misgendering. You just make a simple correction. Like, oh, actually, like... Because I have two trans friends. And my brother will always mess up on the gender. And I just... I mean, we're brothers. So I kind of like, hey, fucker, it's him. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like kind of him. Like, no, his. And, um, but I mean, there's times where, like... Even my wife makes mistakes. I'm like, oh, honey, it's... Her, and everybody's her, allowed she, to be yeah. flawed, dude. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, but I, and that's the thing that I will say this: like, there's sometimes people on all sides that don't they forget that people are just flawed people, yeah. you know. And like, it, we need to find more common ground in, in yeah. general. A lot of tension, crisis, oh, yeah. could be averted just through conversation. I'm sure. For sure, and I'm, and that's why it's like, it's okay to correct people. Um, it's not okay too aggressively and this is there's a story to this um uh you need to learn how to be sensitive but also assertive um but sometimes people can be very assertive and like a friend of mine just had a baby and she didn't do a gender reveal party because california has a real sore spot right now for gender reveals um so she just went on facebook and said she is here that's it. Simple. She is here. 
Her daughter is born. A mutual friend went on that beautiful post and said, how dare you say she? This is child abuse. They are not able to identify. Therefore, you say they. You are not an ally. And I immediately was like, 13 comments? Let me read this book. Um, but I didn't say anything because, like, I know this person's also yeah. trans. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of built-up resentment towards people saying that. But, like, I was super mad because I'm like, dude, this is someone's child who's born. Yeah, like, you're making a lot of assumptions. Like, yeah. they're not trying to be a dick right now. They're, like, overjoyed because it's a baby. Yeah. It's like, a fucking baby. <laughs> were you supposed to say, my my child, they are here. And my people, child is here. They have been born. Admire them. <laughs> they are a part of this world. And, like... Those are the people that are annoying and that yeah. give the other side good ammo to hate people that are ultra liberal because that's like just yeah. being fucking petty at that point um this is and this is how i i feel and i've talked to a lot of people in the community especially um uh trans friends yeah where i'm like i asked about it i was like yo dude is this fucked up and they were like fuck that asshole <laughs> like fuck that person who would do that on someone's child like right that's what i'm saying like you're taking away this fucking precious moment beautiful. to them and you're yeah. making it about you and your bullshit yeah and the world's bullshit and that's not cool and i mean i understand like they were definitely projecting yeah years of because it, it and that's where i i come off to or i uh, not come off i uh i learn and i try to alert people is these people who are very liberal and very like oh how dare you misgender is god i hate that uh, phrase when it's used seriously yeah i i can I, only use it ironic or like <laughs> sarcastically i should say yeah but anytime anybody seriously means how dare you fuck uh, you buddy fuck, yeah no matter what the circumstance fuck you Every, every time I say "how dare you" is that, usually me making fun of someone saying "right." Because how, like, dare, how dare anyone be this entitled? You know? Yeah, and and yeah. so I've come across those people, and I've uh, I've had some conversations. Luckily, they didn't like blast me right out out like they they took me aside, which you would do, and say, "Hey, listen, what you said might come off." as this like i had an episode um where i had a pansexual on yeah and we were talking a little bit of the community and she even said i don't know exactly but and mentioned something about trans people and somebody like made a comment on the podcast and then messaged me directly and was like um i don't want to be rude or anything but i feel like that was out of line uh maybe it might offend somebody to me i think that's a little acceptable because if i'm catering to 
that community. I'm like giving a voice to that community. If I have something that is um, offensive, yeah, tell me, let me know yeah. so I can change it. And that's all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to change myself, better myself, be more understanding, be a better ally, but don't fucking go to somebody who just had a child. Yeah, don't be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't and, be a dick. It's like, if, if oh, God, if somebody did that when my son was born, I would have probably, no, I don't even want to say what I would have done. <laughs> it would have involved a camera, uh, my child, and probably a 30-day ban. <laughs> right on. <laughs> well deserved. No, dude, I understand it. Uh, so in addition to having the podcast that caters to the LGBT community, yeah. you also run a BLM uh, zine oh. right now, right? So it's actually, um, we have a poetry group. I'm sorry. Yeah, I may have misinterpreted that. But yeah, no, so you no. have a poetry group. Um, yes, we, we have a poetry group and we uh, produced our own zine, which is a very punk rock type publishing where we do everything ourselves and publish a uh, magazine of poems and during the tragic events of George Floyd I wrote like four different poems five different like four to six poems and one of the admins of the group was like I know we're not going to release a zine till October but we need to release one right now for Black Lives Matter. And it was, I'd say, like two weeks, and we headed out. Like That's way cool. We, we uh, put some fills out there, and we got artwork from um, really awesome uh, black uh, artists, a lot of authors, um, and we also filled it with some really cool uh, protest tips too on how to deal with tear gas and <laughs> um, pro tips on how to um, protect especially the the people of color in the protest because they're the biggest targets like they're the ones that we're here to protect and um, sadly they're mostly targeted in those uh, events of like peaceful protests that turn into riots so uh, we put out tips like that. Also, how to support uh, black-owned uh, restaurants and stores here in our area. But we have a website, too, that's in the zine that tells you uh, black-owned businesses in your area. Cool, man. So was your goal for that, too, to be kind of some assistance to the black community and yeah. kind of give people... Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I saw that, like, I sparked something in you. You seemed like immediately like, you had something you wanted to say. I'm like, let's hear it. <laughs> um, my mom is black. My, I have a black mom. Um, she was born that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, she didn't become that way after no. years of training, and no. Yeah. Um, right on. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That just doesn't happen, you guys. Um, and that's a thrust to that white chick who said she identifies as black. Anyways, it's a whole Rachel difference. Rachel Dolezal or whatever, uh, yeah. It's a anyway. funny story. 
so my mom is black um and when all this happened she yeah. also lives in a town uh, by the name of Ukaipa, which growing up we would always joke about how racist Ukaipa is and how like filled of nazis it is and after george floyd's death mm-hmm. oh by golly have they fucking openly just admitted that all of them are fucking white supremacist motherfuckers really pretty much they're like nobody just like my mom's been called the n-word uh, several times so sorry, just yeah. recently um there's been times where now she won't even go out in public in that's in terrible town in her own without her husband yeah that's fucking terrible dude and um when sadly being the firstborn i guess my mom didn't have enough ink in her printer so i'm very white looking uh, <laughs> my siblings are a little more noticeable but um i have family members and uh, cousins who have been affected by police brutality i have right. too i've been yelled at by cops in Spanish because I look more Hispanic. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, I don't speak Espanol. No, <laughs> sorry. Been there, dude. Been there. <laughs> and um, so when Black Lives Matter, when I this last time was like, it sparked a lot in me because I'm like. I'm like, fuck, dude, like, my, um, I have cousins, I have, uh, my, my, my cousin, who is my, pretty much my brother, we grew up since birth, he was my older brother, he could be fucking shot, like, we went to protests, and it's like, there's been times where he's definitely been pulled over with a gun in his face, it's like, dude, so, that... Yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have the uh, privilege, and I say that sarcastically, of going through these horrible moments of profiling through their life. So it's hard to imagine for a lot of people, but I think it happens to you or even a friend or a family member even once. Like, It's hard to ignore the glaring uh, power issue that exists, you know, because like, you have to listen. You have to do what they say. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There's no other way around it. And I, it just sucks, man. Because if anything bad goes down, there, most people are going to assume you are the problem. Yeah. Not the police officer. Like, like I know I've definitely had a gun to my head because I looked familiar and I was in a Hispanic area that had gang issues and shit like that happens. Unfortunately, yeah. man. Dude, the um. This is actually a, a funny, not a funny story, but it's a story that I've, I've like almost blocked out of my memory. And mm-hmm. then I brought it up and I was like, oh shit, I totally forgot this happened. I was at a girlfriend's house. I moved into her house. Yeah. Uh, this was about like, Jesus, almost 10 years ago. Um, I was outside smoking a cigarette and I saw a neighbor like clocking me just making sure they knew where i was and i was like so finally i just waved to them i was like hey and they like kind of scurried off and i was like yeah <laughs> i was like okay yeah i mean i'm at that time i had very long hair i was a punk kid um i understand i was terrifying <laughs> looking um so i went inside 
and I took a shower. I went from the shower in my towel, started playing video games, and the door gets kicked in. Oof. And I was like, and I turn, and as soon as I turn, four police officers, guns drawn, Ugh. screamed at me, get on the ground. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? So I'm like, on the ground, and I, I just threw my hands on my head, and they cuffed me right away. And they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, I'm naked. What do you think I'm doing here? I took I a shower. Here, yeah, you I live asshole. Here. Yeah. And they're asking me, who the owner was i was like uh well uh amanda i live with her and her mom we rent the place with her mom my name will be on the lease it's not on there now because i just moved in and i'm like telling them and they're like what's your name and i was like give me my name uh tell them where i and they're like where's your id i was like i am butt naked in a towel dude <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, if you just spread my cheeks, you'll, where the fuck do you think it is? I keep my wallet in my ass for one moment. <laughs> yeah, like, like, can you just lift yeah. my left tit? It's under there next <laughs> to my keys and a pack of cigarettes. Um, and they were just like, they called my girlfriend. She didn't answer. And they're like, likely story. They called my yeah. girlfriend's mom's work. Oh, I'm sure she was thrilled about that. She. <laughs> yeah was home in five minutes screaming at the cops her mom because my girlfriend at the time was working in the er she was a nurse Mm -hmm. and her mom came in and started screaming at them it's like how how fucking dare you and i'm sitting there in the towel naked cuffed and they're like she's like he is naked like first off didn't factor in their mind yeah. It's the most clever <laughs> trick in the book. You'll take the clothes off and suds up, huh? Ah. Seen this before. Look at he put pictures of himself. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, straight up, it felt like that. It's like I, I had I. Yeah, first, I believe it, dude. It I, sucks. <laughs> I had the Nintendo on. I had the fucking GameCube. I was playing Mario Sunshine. I remember it. And um, yeah, I guess a lot of crooks in uh, San Bernardino. Strip naked, take showers, find the nearest video game console, grabs the biggest bag of Doritos they can, and just goes to fucking town. They're like, uh, look, you put all this pot and porn everywhere. <laughs> Make it look like he lives here. <laughs> no. Oh, God. It's Luckily, so there's no dude. porn because her mom was the one. That would have been great. Just naked. Por- surrounded in right porn. gaping ass porn on the tv just and it's like what up. happened here i was just washing up <laughs> i came in yeah. and the cops threw porn everywhere yeah, exactly <laughs> i swear linda it wasn't me watching this stuff <laughs> they also they, they used up all all of your paper towels yeah and, all and the good tissues gone. all the good tissues gone. <laughs> these animals but um yeah so when Someone mentioned, yo, the Black Lives Matter zine with the poetry group. Immediately, yeah. I was like, uh, fuck yes. Let's do this right on. And was very into it. Um, you can hit us up, too. We have uh, PDF files. Um, we were giving out uh, copies, but it was a little 
little hard on our wallet, so... I understand. We, Keep the digital copies out there for free. Yeah, for it's sure. It's better to go that way sometimes, for sure. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a link or something. Now. Yeah, what's the name uh, of the group so they uh, can look it up? Writers on the Block. Writers on the Block. So, did you grow up in the Inland Empire or Yukaipa? Where'd you grow up, man? Born and raised in fucking Redwinds. <laughs> right on. Actually, sorry, born in Loma Linda, um, but raised in Redlands for I'd say about 14 years and then when we were when I was 14 I moved to Banning nice no uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Banning is uh, Beaumont's uh, taint to Cabazon which is the full nutsack um, of that little area there it's Inland Empire living man I get it <sighs> I'm from the Inland Empire too yeah. for the most part and it's like People used to make fun of me because it's like, they'd say it's like where culture goes to die. And it's like, well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but I mean, that's insane because like in the IE you have like. There is a lot of culture, I should say. Yeah. I mean, Especially like, now. Like Claremont. Mont yeah. Claire. You downtown Riverside, Riverside. Downtown fucking, Redlands. Yeah. There's so much art. And then you yeah. have like places like Banning, which is just a street. <laughs> yeah, it's like used car lots, massage parlors, liquor stores. And uh, just a bunch of meth heads. I spent some time in Manning when I was younger. <laughs> oh my God. When? Uh, I have a story that I, I am reluctant to bring up, but I have a story that, yeah. that is in one of my jokes about going to a massage parlor. When I was younger, oh, no. my friend convinced me to go, and it was out in Beaumont. Yeah, I know and which one you're talking about. Anyways, yeah, probably yeah, it was no. called like Royal. Royal um, was it uh, Royal Palms? Royal something like that. Yeah, yeah and it, it was, was like, like, but it's like palm trees, but they had probably they had some Royal dude. Palms in there. I heard. Yeah. Well, and the weird thing was like the joke ends with me. I don't want to give away the joke. I'll, maybe I'll post the joke. Be on the lookout for that joke. But uh, it basically ends with me befriending. The person that was supposed to be sexually pleasuring me. And that was inspired a lot by true life. Uh, I don't know what it is about me. A very sweet boy. Sweet gentleman. Uh, oh, I, can see I have it for this sure, ability yeah. to just connect with people on a real level. Yeah. Even when it's an inappropriate time. Like, <laughs> like that. And it was weird because within five minutes we became like genuine Good people. Friends. Yeah, we could talk about... She gave me a real name and everything, and it's like, uh, this is now this is supposed to end. <laughs> but yeah, that's my experience with oh, that. What area. a happy yeah. ending to the happy ending. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when did you you grew up in the Ellen Empire, and yeah. uh, what did you want to do, man? Like, did you always want to do creative stuff? Because like you work well, during the day. Yeah. If your day job is in healthcare. Yeah, I work in um, a hospital. Yeah. Uh, I. I've always been an entertainer. I've always been the class clown. Um, we should mention, too, you run an awesome local show, comedy yeah. show out here that's uh, been known in the area for a while now. It's called Laugh Local Red yes. Lens, right? Yes. Um, right. And that was spawned by a few friends. But uh, that was also because we didn't really see too many shows in Redlands. Um, but... Growing up, I always wanted to do anything with entertainment. I wanted to be an actor. I, I took drama. I did. I was a class clown. I was um, 
writing poetry and, and uh, part of the poetry club and sophomore year to junior year of high school, I was in fashion. Right on. <laughs> I was, I was in. Very I, creative person, sounds like. Yeah, so I wanted to entertain and it's mostly because I had such a depressing childhood. Like, I had a lot of trauma and a lot of very dark things that happened. And I wanted to keep the light in the world, you know? Like, I wanted yeah. to... That's so fucking cliche. Uh, <laughs> no, I get what you it mean. It is, but like, I mean... You wanted I, to, like... But it was... I, I had a lot of suffrage. I did not want the world... You like, turn that sadness into jokes, right? Yeah, or like into humor. Jokes, humor, levity. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I get it. I've I always wanted to do something, but you've heard that joke, um, Jack of all trades, master of none. That's like every comedian, though. You know, like <laughs> I feel like every comedian I know, and every person that's wanting to be an artist. Typically, you're into many different yeah. mediums, not just one, you know? And but that, and I feel you, yeah, because that's kind of how I feel sometimes, too. Yeah. So you feel like you're a jack of all trades, master of none? Oh, yeah, man. Like, I've done I've done music. I, like, I know a lot of people. And when you say you've done music, do you play? It's, yeah. What do you play? I play bass and guitar. Nice. Um, uh, not the best, but <laughs> I do. Whatever. Um, I also did vocals for, like, grindcore death uh, metal bands, which is just a lot of grunting, (laughs) growling. Dude, there's a market for it. You know, there's people out there that love that stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. I love love me some death metal. But um, I've I've done music. I've done art. um, I've done comedy. And then I've done acting. Yeah, I've done. Uh, I have an improv troupe. I've teach. I've, I've. I like teaching. I want to be a teacher. So it's like I want to affect people's lives in a positive way. Right. So, ever since I was young and growing up, I wanted to do something that is going to be positive on someone's life. Yeah, and. That's uh, another reason why I did the podcast, and another reason why I've uh, done the things I do, and uh, kind of the the lifestyle I'm choosing now is like I want to make a difference. How am I going to do that? Fucking with every bit of energy I can produce. Well, it seems like you're doing it, man. I mean, you I've heard only good things about your show. Thank you, you seem to be a good uh, local tenant of positivity. You know, your zine is a positive <laughs> source of positivity, too, yes. it seems like. And it seems like you got all these different outlets that, uh, you know, like Thank help you. you to do the things that you set out to do when you are younger, I guess. So, like, do you feel like you're in a point in your life where, like, you're happy with, like, all the projects you're able to pull off and, like, still manage to do your day-to-day dad duties and work duties and all that? I mean... You probably know the answer to that. <laughs> being a comedian, being someone in the industry, you can sell out an entire stadium, and there could always be 
a bigger bigger something bigger yeah yeah. like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's the fucking that's the most painful thing with never satisfied never and it's like i mean oh man there's um there are times where i've had people come up to me uh because i do for a while i was very into like the mental health scene and uh i had a group called heart for a while cool um it was health art relaxation respiratory therapy so it was a lot of like um we do dodgeball games and on sunday with like yoga meditation and it was just like that was after a suicide attempt which i guess we're gonna have to talk about next uh, <laughs> i mean you can't just glance over it yeah you brought it up <laughs> yeah. yeah but i've had people come up to me and go dude you've you've helped me and like it's awesome i've written a few poems that i performed at some of our poetry events and people come up to me and be like dude thank you for sharing that I've had the same thing happen to me. I'm going to like, like I have a friend who came up to me after I wrote a poem about, uh, sexual abuse and he started crying and like, I embraced him and it was, he was like, thank you for being so brave that I am now able to, to open up and tell my story. And he did at the next event, I bawled like a fucking baby. I grabbed him, hugged him, fucking, and now it's like we have a little group chat where we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of dudes who've had sexual abuse, and it's like, so yeah, I've, I've done, there's things where I'm like, fuck, yes, I'm on the right track, but I'm like, I can do more. <laughs> like, I should... I should have several podcasts with several different. Nah, you got to go easy on yourself, yeah. man. You got to give yourself credit too. Yeah, You've and done a lot. I do. I mean, that's why I brought it up because it's a great moment. Yeah, I know how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, make no mistake. I know how fucking awesome I am. <laughs> I I need those moments. Though. I you do. do man. I mean, we all nothing wrong with taking pride, a little bit of pride, not yeah. a lot, but a little bit of pride in oh, like yeah. the good things you do. You work hard to do them, dude. It's 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 all, um, me or was it, mediation or uh, moderation? Moderation. Yeah. I obviously I don't know what that word means. Suck, dude. <laughs> it's all in moderation. Give it's yourself all in meditation. Credit. It's fine. No. It's all it's all in <laughs> masturbation. Yeah, you know, nah. just one stroke at a time. Just <laughs> with a solid finish. That's like. I like this is how I know I've been like thinking about jokes too long. <laughs> Like everything you said, I can kind of make sense. Like I can figure out like the logic and everything you just said. Like, <laughs> those are kind of related statements, aren't they? <laughs> that's no, that's dude. that's my life. I. <laughs> so you say you want to do more. Like, what yeah. other things would you want to do in your lifetime? Do you oh, have goals? I, I want to be president. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that something you would really want? Uh, I don't know. It's like a horrible job. I, you know, <laughs> it's a lot to do. You know, I I would be more on the revolution side than anything. Burn it down. Burn, burn it down, kidding. start it over. Well, yeah. 
not burned everything now, but you know, um, I want to be, I want to reach more people. Like I want to be out there because I feel like, um, especially with COVID we're, we've definitely been like in our own little habitats, our own little, uh, corners, just kind of like keeping to ourselves. But I want to, I want to reach more people. I want to let more people know because I know there's a lot more people yeah. suffering and dealing with a lot of the stuff I'm dealing with, like depression or history of sexual assault, sexual abuse, um, uh, people who want to be an ally, don't know how to do it, um, yeah. don't know how to, to, to help this situation. Or some people who never thought that what they were doing was wrong. And then, you know, like, I want to change life. I want to change lives. And I feel that, yes, I'm on the right path, but I want, I want the path to be bigger, you know? Yeah. Like, I want... I want my own TV station. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just I just want to help people, and I want to help a lot of people because there's a lot of people to be helped. So you're not necessarily thinking the social worker route. You're thinking more the big broadcast journalist. Uh, yeah. Reach a bunch of people, maybe have a show yeah. type deal. That's cool, man. But not, like, sellout-wise, because there's a lot of, like, sellouts and a lot of, like, we talked about religion and, like, yeah. um, what's-his-face, uh, like, Joel Olstein or those people who have this, like, gnarly show that could preach about good stuff, but they're so, they use that venue for... Bad. For, yeah, for or bad. for greed. For greed. Yeah. And then there's, like, people like what's his name that weasley motherfucker on fox news um <laughs> that guy who uses his bill o'reilly not bill o'reilly I was like, who? No, um <laughs> tucker carlson or tucker i try not to watch, yeah don't worry but um, yeah <laughs> they like those people make me mad or uh what's his name um the guy who was disgusted by uh, the song Wet Ass Pussy, Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. That's such a weird <laughs> stance to take on something <laughs> that has... Like, you could have just said nothing about yeah, it. Like, you, nobody wanted to know your opinion on that, dude. Like, oh, my God. Such he's a weird just, thing to comment he's on. He's getting fucking shredded by everyone online. Um, but yeah, like, and you can't, like... You can't try to talk down to people about yeah. their sexual proclivities and what they enjoy. Like... Right, yeah, it's such a weird, it's a weird thing for him to comment on. But um, I, I, I get mad at those people because they have a platform and they yeah. have these fans and they have everyone listening to every word they say. And it's like you can use that to actually help people, like, like give them information that will benefit their life and help them move forward and not be stuck in this weird, yeah backwards ass thinking that you share and it's like I want to get to that point to where well the difference is I think they just have more time dude just keep yeah. doing what you're doing you're already on the right path or maybe I just start 
just really supporting Trump and just like, hear me out, hear me out. I just, I just get it's really, your prerogative, dude. <laughs> I just don't see that being for you. <laughs> I, just, I just like chew it back, sell out, get really into it, and just like fucking make America great again. And then when I have all these little MAGA hats, just like pull the veil from over their eyes, like, haha, fuckers, Black Lives Matter. I was into <laughs> socialized medicine the whole time. <laughs> Trans lives matter, motherfuckers. <laughs> gotcha. I still kind of feel like that might be what Kanye's doing. Uh, like I've talked talked to my friends about this because he's such a divisive person. But yeah. like, there's still part of me that hopes deep down inside that like he's gonna reveal one day that this has been some very elaborate performance art, and like it's been a sham <sighs> the whole time. You know, because like there's yeah. undenying, there's no denying that like. Kim Kardashian has played a role in the freedom of some people that have been falsely accused of crimes. Yeah. You know, and like, there's no denying that he's brought to light certain issues that Trump might not have otherwise seen if Kanye didn't bring it to light. But also like his first album was great. His first two albums are great. Like (laughs) I, what happened to him? I'll be the first to say I've never given a fuck about Kanye West. I've oh, never. Dude. First two albums are gold. That's what everyone says, and I try to listen are. to them, and I'll put on one song, and I'll turn it off, and I'll put it on Liquid Swords, and I'm like, now this is music. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I can't get into Kanye, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I, I mean, each to each his own. I, I feel like hip-hop should be like dangerous i feel like it should make you feel like like you're dangerous or it's dangerous like that's that's the real hip-hop i like right. so I, I i i couldn't get into kanye what inspires you music wise or otherwise different i have strived my entire life to be an individual like i had really bad um identity issues when i was younger because like being raised by a black mom Mm -hmm. and a painfully white stepdad a as white as the driven snow and like having to tell people that's not my dad and that's my mom and like i never really had an identity because like a lot of my family was very Hispanic or very like black and like you just didn't feel like you fit in no I mean get it trust me I get it (laughs) like I was 10 years old listening to fucking Wu-Tang Clan and (laughs) I should not have been listening to Wu-Tang Clan and like watching anime and like everyone was like fuck you dude what's Let's watch Power Rangers. I was like, yeah, Power Rangers is cool, but man, like, Knights of Orion, dude, or fucking Akira, you ever seen that shit, dude? <laughs> Ninja <laughs> Scroll? Like, and um, I was always like that weird kid. So, um, I, I've always been drawn to different types of music and movies that people don't generally like like 
I mean, I'm, my music taste ranges from dirty underground hip hop, like some, and then some LA underground hip hop, like Bus Driver and and uh, I love Bus Driver. Oh, fucking love it, dude! Open Mike Eagle. Have you heard that new album or mm-hmm. the new? Oh, he just came out with a new album. It's a new album or a new single? I don't know. Spotify keeps. Like fucking telling me that I'm surprised. There's a lot of people coming out with like singles that I haven't heard from in a while. Dude. Like great band, The Avalanches, yeah. came out with like a full new LP out of nowhere, and I haven't the, heard from them in a couple of years. The Flaming Lips had their own. That's like, awesome. A, a new little EP. Um, who else? Bright Eyes came out with a new album. Um, the Killers. Um, like, but like that's what my music it goes Where from. Like. Huh? indie rock to, to hip-hop to like grindcore like pig destroyer just had a new album come out i fucking love that shit it's dope it's only it's an ep but i've never even heard pig destroyer what is that it's um okay try and follow it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's what we would call it's grindcore but it's leaning more towards power violence I'll explain okay. that. I was like, those are two terms I do not know. <laughs> so good. Gotta be honest. <laughs> um, it is a mixture of death metal, thrash, and punk. Okay. Power violence is more faster, more thrashier. With, cool. Yeah, it, I can see the, the light of your eyes just going dim. Well, no, I mean, I know with thrash, when I think thrash, I think of like early Metallica, fast metal that's borderline yeah. punk and like yeah. uh, just gre- aggressive music, right? Yeah, yeah. Aggressive chops. Oh, yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. And um, so, like, and so ranges from like power violence to grindcore to death metal to like hardcore punk to. French New Wave, yes, cool. French New Wave. It's very um, specific. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like New Wave, um, yeah. but it, it's made like synth. Synth Wave has made a reoccurrence or like a resurgence yeah. recently, which I fucking love. Um, Future Islands is dope. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said Future Islands or Teacher Islands. Future Islands. I Future believe. Islands. Yeah. Okay. You heard them? They have a song like Seasons Change. But there's several bands with the name Island. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) So it's like. Maybe that's a new wave trend. I don't know. (laughs) It's not just new wave, but I was just like. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) I think that's it. Future waves. Okay. Um, But yeah, like Synthwave and Goth Rock, uh, Death Rock. Yeah, uh, like my top five uh, band is uh, the Mound Goats. Nice. Uh, death. Nice. Not the punk band Death, but the death metal band Death. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Prince. Nice. Good call. <laughs> uh, Talking Heads and nice. Wu-Tang Clan. Like early, early, early nineties we did. Solid choices, man. Like those are all really good classic sounds. And what about like if you had to do like a top five, or not even top five, but give me five influential poets on you. 
Oh man, just one. Um, well, actually, two, three. Okay, okay, a couple. <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Twelve. Quick. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh, what? No. A lot. Wait, uh, Leonard Cohen, as in Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, the musician. Yes. Dope, dude. <laughs> he Go is. On. Uh, Leonard Cohen is also a huge musical influence, but his poetry is. So um, vulnerable, like his music's very vulnerable. His music yeah. is very like some of the saddest stuff you'll ever hear. Not just or not sad, even sad, but, but like, just very personal. Yeah. Every song is a bit of himself, and it's so I totally fucking don't know why I didn't throw Larry Cohen in the top five, but wow. him and Prince are just like two influence huge. So Larry Cohen for sure. Um, I don't like saying this, but uh, Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. Why not? He is a dirty motherfucker. He is. <laughs> he's, so he's not a hero. Gross. He's not or a he hero. shouldn't be a hero, he, but he but is a lot of people's hero his, for some weird reason. Yeah. Some of his poems on life are so painfully honest Yeah. that you're like, oof. Oh. But then there's like, I don't know that scene where he butt rapes a chick and buys her pancakes afterwards in one of his books, Postman. Raw. Real. Yeah, fuck it. Just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy. Cutting edge. <laughs> that fucking, that guy is disgusting. I hate him, but influential, <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck, I guess he's definitely... Um, <laughs> I mean, somebody can be good and flawed, you know? Yeah, He was sure. definitely a good example of that, like, he is kind of like the anti-hero of the writing world. Yeah. In a um, lot of ways. And then just some musicians that also, like Jeff Mangum. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Nice. He um, he has some poetry as well. Um, I don't think he has a book. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he doesn't have a book. I do know he has some works, but... Um, I like Neutral Milk Hotel, but not enough to know all their works. Yeah, he's... Jeff Mangan's a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> um, another Jeff, Jeffrey Lewis, is a musician who has a a poem, a poetry book. His writings really influenced me, too. So it's mostly, like, musicians that right use on. their music as a venue for their poetry. Because, be, let's be honest, poets are boring as fuck. Yeah, Poetry I mean, not all, but most yeah. could stand to have a little bit of music in it. Definitely. It, yeah. That's why, like, with my poetry, I make it... Just uh, strive uh, to make it rhythmic, or... I make it more visual. Uh, <laughs> more visceral, and, like, I tend to play, a, I do a lot of wordplay. Um, and that's mostly because of a speech impediment I had as a kid, um, where I use different, very descriptive uh, words on, because I forget words sometimes. So I'll just think of a description, what the word is, and I just say it, and I throw that in my poetry, like, constantly. Like, there's a poem I do that I've written called Snack Attack, where... I faced my um, food addiction and I started like describing foods like um, 
was it uh, deep fried dirt berries, potatoes, <laughs> like right off the back, right they're like almost yeah. a fruit and like um, crunch dunkers. Uh, what are crunch dunkers? Uh, chips. Ah, okay. <laughs> crunch dunkers. <laughs> and um, like I use a lot of visual description and like that's how I make it like fun and I when I read too I'm, I'm very like animated and very um, I, I'm not one of those people like and then she whisked his hair upon her ear and the silence was done like not very monotonous or monotone <laughs> monotone <laughs> There, like, there's a few readers in our group that are like that, and I do like their stuff, but I'm just like, can I read it? <laughs> like, like Sam wept in water. Yes. Willfully reckoning every waking day of worshiping without withdrawal. We come again. Yeah, I know. Storybook <laughs> voice, dude. That's a hard thing to break out of. Yeah. That's something I've had to be conscious of throughout my comedy <laughs> career. Because I realized, like, I used to be really monot- uh, monotone. Yeah. And, like, it's something I've actively worked to break away from. I think... But to each your own. Some people can pull it off. I think monotone is a serious, like, art form. It can be... Uh, the, the What do you call it? The storybook voice. It could be boring, but it can also... You can do very artistically. Like, there yeah. are people, there are comedians that are very, like, monotone and very funny. Because they'll say, like... They'll oh, yeah. use the the monotone to their their advantage, where they'll just say some wild shit with a straight face, and I think that's the funniest shit. And shout out to the great Earl Skagel and to Stephen Wright. Hey, hey shout out, dude! I know one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Earl, Earl is great. I love that episode. BT Dubs. Oh, dude! Yes. Thank you so much so for good. listening. He's an awesome guy. He's so cool. I want to just i I would like to meet him. Because He's been doing the live inappropriate Earls every Friday lately at the really? comedy store. Okay, so you could probably go down and meet him and like see him at the very least yeah. every single Friday at the comedy store lately. He seems like a really cool dude. Man. He is, dude. He's a very genuine, real nice person. I love that. Very, uh, what you see is what you get, and like that's that's a very rare thing, especially in comedy. So yeah, awesome like- to know him and. Shout out to Earl. Fuck yeah, dude. You're dope. Um, also, another um, uh, really comforting comedian, Johnny Gold. Yeah. Jay Light, too, man. Shout out to them. Those guys are really cool, amazing people to just like be around. Definitely. Definitely, Johnny is very unique. And as is cranky. Jay. Very cranky. <laughs> cranky. <laughs> cranky. <laughs> God, I love him, but he's like, at any moment, I, 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 I fear that Johnny Gold is gonna snap one day. Oh, yeah, that's why you stay on his good side. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, Johnny. All right, if you could go back in time and uh, give your younger self a bit of wisdom, knowing now what you know as an adult, Whew. what do you think you'd go back and tell yourself? Oh man, um. Stop eating. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I would. You and me both, dude. Right? Dude. Um, I play Carbs with- are bad. So is sugar. Sugar is carbs. Oh, my God. 
like <laughs> I would tell myself I would go I'd go to 14 year old JP yeah um, by that time I was already 250 pounds I was uh, I was pretty heavy too unfortunately dude so I yeah. get it like I played football when I was younger my yeah. uh, coach would call me big beefy yep fuck him first off but yeah. Yeah, I, I get it I yeah. played football too um, they I, w- I would tell them um, listen uh, don't listen to your coach don't listen to one of your coaches. I want to name blast them, but don't listen to that coach. The drunk one. The, the fucking <laughs> the very closeted homosexual uh, coach who was taking out his anger on all of us and kept telling you to eat more. Like he would tell me. Uh, the, so I would be like, that coach telling you to put on more weight and muscle. He would tell me to eat. 35,000 calories a day. Wow, that's a lot. Almost four, uh, depending on what I was doing, and just fucking muscle training. Like, I was, by the time I left high school, I was 300 pounds, or 295 pounds, um, 6'2". I was, like, maybe... Like fifteen to twenty percent body fat. I was beefy, yoked, just a big boy, scary big boy, <laughs> who was just a teddy bear in the fucking in a hard shell coating. And then I would tell myself, you know, stay with the muscle training. Don't eat too much, and then fucking stick with it. Do not spend those two years after high school and after football just shoving. 35,000, 3,500 calories in your mouth with doing nothing. It's a hard thing to, when you're into the pattern, I imagine, right? It's hard to break away from. Oh, yeah. Especially when you've, like, trained yourself to do that. And it's so much easier not to work out than it is to work out. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, I would definitely, that'd be one of them. Um, Another one would be. Uh, stay the fuck away from Marissa. Uh, <laughs> I think we uh, all have a Marissa in our lives. <laughs> dangerous. She is a dangerous drug. Um, and then also <laughs> just fucking do it, man. I, I know you what you want to do, and I know you have the capability of doing it. Just stop with the self-doubt. Fucking do it. But that does not go for talking to Marissa. Stay the fuck away from her. Bad news. She is bad news. And Amanda, but not as bad as Marissa. But uh, uh, yes, those top two tiers of bad people. Avoid them. Worse. It happens, dude. It's life experience. (laughs) That's how you learn not to do that. (laughs) All right. And then. If you could go back, or not go back, if you could give any advice to all the listeners out there that yeah. you think would help them, here's your opportunity to affect all those people. Fuck yeah. All my tens of listeners out there. No. <laughs> hey, I, man. I, hey, it's fucking, it's dope. Uh, Don't tens. forget to tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> please tell, tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> um, you know, in this time of 
the apocalypse um, or hopefully the rebirth of the world we need a lot more positive influences we need a lot more heart and love so just spread love just spread positivity um don't go online and fight with that one fucking uncle of yours whose top two phrases are he she and libtard don't don't fight with those people um number three is fuck them fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) or or, those goddamn democrats um it it's too short to fight and just be positive surround yourself around positive people and then if you know some negative nancy's fucking hear them out and then just give them a hug dude like i have a lot of fucking racist people that i just have to hug and yes it's a power move to like try and find their weak spot so just in case i do have to take them down i know where <laughs> their weak is at we just gotta give them a hug too just Surveillance hug. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Reconnaissance hug. <laughs> That's very contradictory. <laughs> like, be peaceful, but also, if you must take them out, know, how to know their weakness. No, know, find the weakness and then strike. Hashtag Cobra Kai. <laughs> love that show. Mm-hmm. Parents love that show. My That's, mom loves that show for some reason. It's it's a good show. It's good. It's I like that. Yeah. I love the. Uh, the redemption arc that's i mean i'm living dude it. yeah i love that like you don't know how to feel about the past now yeah they've put it all they've made it all questionable yes right now like, ah life isn't that easy is it's it not it's <laughs> yeah. in those gray all, areas yeah it's all about perspective you turn this poor boy in an alcoholic it's not his fault right you didn't want to be a douchebag no yeah, no, it's a good show. I have a lot of opinions. That'll be a different podcast. So, um, yeah. <laughs> go watch Cobra Kai. All right, dude. Uh, before we get going, I usually yeah. have people uh, lead us off with a song that everybody should go look up that I'll throw into a playlist. Although I know that I got to clean up the playlist because everything <laughs> isn't as organized yeah. as, I, as I would like it to be on YouTube. I'll fix that soon. But uh, <laughs> if there is one song that comes to mind that's like special, means something to you that you revisit sometimes, is there anything that comes popping up? Oh, yes. Um, this year, by the Mountain Goats. Um, it is sadly it's one of their biggest hits. Yeah. Um, besides No Children, but that song. Every time it comes on, I can hear it a billion... I've heard it a billion times. I've heard it live a billion times. But the lyrics and the song are just so fucking powerful. It's like... It, the lyric, the, the, the chorus is, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. And I've... Isn't the rest of it like... I hope I die. I hope we both die, or something. No, that's, that's no children. Song, right? That's no children. Okay, my that's bad. that song's about fucking uh, a brutal divorce. Um, that guy John is 
amazing lyricist. Yeah, I like Mountain Goats, but I have to be in a very dark place to fully enjoy it. Dude, and I, like I think that's why I can't identify with it. Brings I, me back to a darkness <laughs> that's deep in me. Dude, honestly, the they they have a lot of their old a lot of their stuff is very like dark and depressive, but Yeah. Um Sunset Tree um oh, the new one with the dragon on it. Um and I can't remember. It's like something with dragons. Uh, Beat the Champ and uh, The Beginning of the World. Those albums are very upbeat mm-hmm. and very like joy. Like they like they, there's a few songs that are like, oh, God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, where you just fast forward and then the rest of the album's just like really fun, upbeat John. And that's All right, like, I'll check it out. Yeah, those are those are more fun. That's the the mountain goats that I like. I do like that sad, depressing shit. But again, I do have to be in that kind of mood. Exactly. Like Bright Eyes is not like an. Oh. It's not like a Sunday drive type of music. I you mean, know what I mean? It's like a rainy night. Like some coffee. I, yeah. Like. Oh, dude! Just he like sounds it. like he's crying the entire he, time he's singing. His old stuff, like Casadega, dude. Yeah, that album like, is fucking a very almost close to like he he can you give this man a fucking hug (laughs) somebody give this dude like a chill pill like his new album came out and it was actually pretty uh no it's fucking depressing (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong like there's some certain people out there that i love because of that like lou reed some of his songs take me to a very sad place but i enjoy it It, because he's a brilliant person drug drug binges uh tom waits tom waits is another tom waits is like a sad depressing like Patton oswald had a funny joke about comparing something to a being a real life tom waits song it was the uh, magician that he worked with repacking his uh his suitcase he was describing <laughs> and he's like it sounded like a tom waits song and a sad magician puts the tricks in the suitcase and he closes it. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely certain uh, musicians yeah. that you got to be in a certain mood to enjoy. For sure. Uh, and I, I'm sorry to fucking get so distracted. So what was your song choice by Mountain oh. Goats? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Goats, um, this year. This year. This yeah. year by Mountain Goats. That's right. And you said, I'm going to make it through this year. If it kills, kills me. me, yes, it's a very energetic song too. It's very energetic. Right on, dude. Yeah. Well, before we get going, too, are there any quotes, uh, books, anything you want to promote? Anything that's changed your life that you would think others should check out? Um. Oh man, I don't have any quotes. Um, I do have a a few poets. I want to plug from the poetry group. Um, if you go to Writers on the Block on Facebook and the Writers on the Block on Instagram, and then our email is actually, yeah, our email is wotb.redlands at gmail.com. I'm just giving you that as contact information, but to find these poets I'm going <laughs> to bring up, go to those, the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, Winry Poe, she is. Or I'm sorry, they are a amazing author. She, they, fuck, uh, they have been um, writing up a storm 
I had them on an episode and they just shot off with like oh I have like four poems I just wrote today and I'm like what the fuck they are an amazing poet um Robert Merrill I think he has a YouTube it's Merrill M-E-R-I-L-L and he's like a retired professor in his poetry he has quite a few poems that are also in our uh, Black Lives Matter zine they have been helping me become a better writer uh, and just a shout out to all my admins too Alfred Valdivia, Jessica Gilfillian um, Jamie Lee Stephanie uh, Villain uh, Alex Lament, Ugh. just amazing poets, and they've been helping me through this craziness with their creativity. Um, and then a a book I read recently, uh, Leonard Cohen's poems. Um, uh, any book? I, I can't remember the one I just read. Because I, I kept I, I just kept flipping flipping back to like six to seven different poems that I found that I was just like oh these are fucking great and <laughs> right on so um, if you find some poem poetry books from Lyndon Cohen fucking get check them out get them get them right on yeah all right man well I want to thank you again for yeah. joining me and for being. Uh, so enthusiastic about supporting the podcast again it really does mean the world to me man and you're cranking out a great product too uh thank you can't wait to get to continue to know you when when the world opens back up again yeah fuck yeah and like uh yeah because like i said i'm sure we can relate to a lot more uh even just in the short time and the short conversations we've had oh yeah i can tell there's a lot that we can find common ground on but yeah man it's been a pleasure so uh jp Everybody go out there, follow him, follow his podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, on blast with JP Johnson, uh, life on blast. I'm sorry. With it's, JP Johnson. Okay. So this is where it gets confusing to find it. You type in on blast with JP dot pod Yeah. It, it, the show's called life on blast with JP Johnson. I'll fucking fix that. I'm sorry. It's all right, dude. It's all right. Like it's, you're still growing it's yeah. cool like you probably had, did you change your mind on the name after the fact or yeah it happens yeah. this was originally like i was not sure if it was gonna be called walks of life or danny frank's walks of life and if you listen to, like all the promos like everybody says it differently because like i've told everybody to say it differently because yeah. <laughs> i forget sometimes because i had different ideas of what it is yeah but yeah so check out his podcast i'm gonna link it in the bio as well as in the instagram post and anywhere else i post this uh he's an awesome dude though and if you're a member of the lgbt community if you're into blm if you're into poetry you just want to talk to somebody positive that's uh stoked on making the world a better place this is the right guy to hit up you know and uh again if you aren't already subscribed please subscribe to us on all platforms and let everybody know uh, that you enjoy our podcast or if you hate it please leave me a comment let me know <laughs> yeah. any and all comments will help so by yes. all means 
Anyway, is there anything else you want to say before we get going? No, that's it, man. Thank you guys for listening. Support the podcast. Comments, like, subscribe, smash that um, uh, attraction like button. button. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't know what the fucking kids say. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just a couple guys out here trying to make the world a better place. And if you are into that, come with us. Come support our journey. Anyhow. For uh, Danny Frank and JP, we're out here in Redlands. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Thanks for listening, guys.